0: And time now for a weekly wellness check. Here is our wellness expert. Find her in a, on Instagram at Go With Your Gut. Here is Laura De Sanctis who joins us now on 6:40 Toronto. Laura, good afternoon.
1: Hi, Jeff. Good afternoon.
0: Okay. uh, Last hour, we were talking about this new medical research that is uh, linking an increase in alcohol intake with an increase in cancer cases. And wanted to start this week by asking you as a wellness expert, can you describe for us just exactly uh, what alcohol does to the body, uh, how the body uh, deals with or breaks down alcohol? Mm
1: -hmm. Alcohol, um, it really affects the body in many ways. But what happens is once you swallow it, once you consume alcohol, it's rapidly absorbed into, into your bloodstream and it moves to all different parts of the body. So a lot of people initially think, okay, it affects my liver. But yes, it does affect your liver, but also other areas of the body as well. But what happens is the liver breaks down most of the alcohol at an average rate of one standard drink per hour. Um, And if you go over that one drink per hour, that's where you're usually going to feel drunk faster. So um, a small amount of alcohol is actually going to leave your body to your skin, your breath and your urine when you're drinking it. But a lot of the time and initially what happens is it's rapidly absorbed into your blood and then it moves to all parts of your body, your liver being one of them.
0: And it sounds like from this uh, research that uh, it also affects us. And I think this is the eye opening part for a lot of medical uh, professionals and just uh, a lot of people that uh, use or consume alcohol. That we're now learning that alcohol really does affect us, I don't know, kind of on a cellular level, it sounds.
1: It does. It definitely affects us on a cellular level. It affects our sleep, it affects our breathing, it affects our stomach, it affects everything um, and our intestines. So there's, I mean, there's so much research when it comes to alcohol and the effects of the body. But, um, Yeah, I mean, it it shouldn't be surprising with more and more research coming out that at a cellular level that the drastic effects that it has.
0: All right. I also wanted to touch this week on uh, breakfast, which happens to be my favorite meal of the day. As a matter of fact, there's nothing wrong with uh, breakfast for lunch or dinner. Uh, Maybe all three, really, I could have uh, breakfast. But uh, you've got uh, some uh, research here uh, on uh, what happens uh, to us when we uh, skip breakfast.
1: Mm -hmm. So there's a study that I saw that came out on uh, Food Navigator about a lot of people that skip breakfast um, were most likely to miss out on key nutrients. Um, And I thought this was a very interesting study because the study was from 2005 to 2016. So there's a huge gap in between there too. But when we we talk about breakfast being the most important meal of the day, I know for a lot of people that do intermittent fasting, um, they eat a lot later in the day, but really when it comes to breakfast it's what type of nutrients are we having are we grabbing the sugar are we grabbing the cereals are we grabbing the somewhat protein bars or that are kind of like a candy bar um when we're not really going to be able to sit down and actually have a full meal for breakfast um but i'm in agreement with you jeff there's nothing wrong with breakfast it's again what type of diet do we usually have when we have breakfast and when we call it considering breakfast skipping it um what do we have to replace that breakfast?
0: Are you skipping breakfast? You mentioned fasting, and if you're doing intermittent fasting, are you skipping breakfast if you don't eat, say, till 10, 11 o'clock uh, in the morning, if you've got kind of that eight-hour window to to eat? Would that be considered skipping breakfast just because you're not maybe eating it between, I don't know, 6 and 9 a.m.?
1: So I, don't, I consider breakfast as you're breaking your fast. So I think with intermittent fasting, the first meal of the day would be your breakfast. That's what I would consider it as a wellness expert. Um, but with intermittent fasting, you're eating within a shorter window of time as well. And, and I think you do intermittent fasting as well. Do you not, Jeff?
0: I absolutely do. Yes. My first meal of the day, usually around 1030, uh, 11 o'clock uh, at the uh, latest, uh, once I get off uh, TV and uh, have a chance to sit down and catch my breath. And uh, that's when I break uh, my fast uh, each and every day. And, is there something better than, uh, you know, other things to, to have uh, first off, uh, you know, when you're kind of reintroducing, if you will, food to your body or you're breaking okay. your, your fast?
1: Yeah, I think what we need to always think about as soon as we wake up in the morning is that our body's dehydrated and usually we're not drinking enough water. So water is really going to help cleanse and feel yourself. So drinking water um, and then also what are the type of nutrients that you're getting when you are going to have your first meal of the day. I always like to start with a smoothie, even if I do inter- intermittent fasting. So having a good collagen, a protein, having lots of fruits or veggies, or both blended into my smoothie. I think that's a great way to start your day. You don't want to have something that's got a lot of uh, processed sugars or fats or salts because it's really going to spike your uh, blood glucose levels.
0: Yeah. What about carbs? Should it be uh, rich or heavy in carbohydrates uh, so you get some uh, fuel?
1: Um, I'm not a big proponent of having tons of carbs in the morning. It really depends on the types of carbs that you're having. There's a lot of carbs in fruits and vegetables, so that's great. But if you're talking about the breads, the pastas, like the white starches and those types of carbs, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't start my day off with that as a nutritionist. I would really want to think, okay, what's the biggest bang for my buck? Where am I going to get the most antioxidants, the nutrients, the vitamins, and minerals? And that's really going to be my go-to, at least for summertime, is a smoothie.
0: By the way, as my wellness expert, I listen to everything you say, and I do have water. I hydrate first thing when I get up in the morning, but I don't know, am I technically breaking my fast if I do have a coffee before my first meal at uh, 1030?
1: No, I think that's fine. Having a coffee okay. in the morning is fine. It's always what you add to the coffee. A lot of people add the sugars or the creams or the creamers that have the sugars and the processing. So stay away from that. But having a coffee in the morning after you've had your water, that's not a problem. But the one thing I wanted to mention, too, this is a good point, is that when a lot of people skip breakfast, they actually binge or overeat. So be mindful of that as well.
0: Absolutely. All right. Great stuff, as always, Laura. And by the way, I've got my calendar open in front of me. And do I see this correctly? Uh, you're on Global on TV tomorrow morning?
1: I am. I am on tomorrow morning. That's right.
0: All right. Look for uh, Laura Sanctis on Global News Morning around 7.15, is it? That's correct. Yes. Excellent. All right. We will see you then. And thanks, as always, for this. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right, Laura DeSanctis, our wellness expert. Find her on Global News Morning tomorrow morning at 7.15. And of course, on Instagram at Go With Your Gut.